You are listening to the Wisdom with Trish podcast. This is episode 98, my Oprah aha moment. Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years, and I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep, most of my life I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hey, before we get started on this episode, I just want you to know I was very cold when I recorded this episode and my nose ran the whole time. And I didn't realize I was sniffling the whole episode. So when I went back to listen and edit a little bit, I couldn't believe how much I sniffled. So instead of re-recording the episode, just be patient with my sniffling. (laughs) And if I had really fancy equipment, I could take out every sniffle, but I don't have that. So I still wanted you to hear the episode today. And so here we go. Hey, friends. All right, I'm sitting in my car. I hope it doesn't have a weird hum in the background because I, it's cold in Texas. It's so cold. I know that my friends in other parts of the country will think, oh my goodness, Trish, you're a baby. But it's 27 degrees today in Texas and it's just so cold. It's the kind of cold that you just don't want to leave your house. And 27 degrees with humidity is so cold. It like goes to your bones. (laughs) So yeah, it's cold, but my dog needed grooming and y'all, I take the dog in. I have this little white schnauzer and he's so cute. He's just, he's the best little dog and he's just 10 pounds. So he's just this little cute dog. Some would say he's too yappy, which is true. If you come to my house, he will be very excited to see you and he'll bark at you to so you'll be his friend. But I take my dog to the groomer today and she doesn't know anything about my life, but she says, oh my goodness, he looks homeless. (laughs) He looks like a shelter dog. And I was like, I wanted to like go into, okay, we had to close our restaurant in November. Our family's kind of been in crisis. And he's kind of a crisis dog right now because he's like the, in the bottom of the priority list. Because <laughs> when you have a schnauzer, you have to like, have to like be cut. Like they, you have to like stay on top of it. And normally I'm a very good doggy mama, but I have not been a very good doggy mama. So. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I took my shelter dog to get groomed today. <laughs> but anyway, our family's actually doing really good. I feel like we just we're making progress and I so many of you have messaged me and said that you're praying for us and I just want you to know I feel every prayer and I felt so carried by so many here during the last two and a half months and I actually have learned so much that I'm excited in future podcasts to talk about just um 
you know, when you go through something you've never been through before and, um, you know, there's, it's, it's the 50, 50, there's 50% of it that just, I would never want to do again. And then there's 50% of it. That's just so beautiful. And, um, I would a hundred percent do it again to get that 50% beautiful. So anyway, I just wanted you to hear that. And I want you to kind of think about your own life and your own really hard things. And, you know, I think you might just do it again. If you had to do it again, if you, if you're able to, during the challenge to also see the beauty, because it's a, it's going to be 50, 50. And, um, you know, and really understanding that the 50% hardest, it's supposed to be there. It's literally, that's what we signed up for. And once you have that acceptance, it just makes the 50% beautiful, the part that you can focus on and you can just almost bathe in, right? Instead of bathing in the hard part. All right. That's not what the podcast is about today. Today, I wanted to share with you, um, this podcast has been on my mind for a little while and I just wasn't exactly sure how to, um, eloquently share it, but I think you'll, you'll get the gist as we talk. Um, growing up as a young mom, I loved Oprah Winfrey. I literally felt like, like if I ever had like my first mentor in the world, I would think it was her. Like she was on at four o'clock every day. And I literally like just loved the way that her show would fill my cup. I think she's the first person that I knew, you know, or followed or at the time there wasn't social media, but someone that I just really cared about in the media that I felt like her words had power. And she was, you know, she never called it thought work, but she was one of the first people in my life that really was trying to say, Hey, look at your life. Like, let's stop just going through the motions of this world we call life. And let's like, look at our world and like, how do we create and make what we want in this space? And how do we live a better life? And and so many times I'd be listening and I would just feel like it was the exact message I needed as a young mom. And to really embrace the work of motherhood and feel like she would always talk about what's your calling? Like do your calling. What You should be living your calling, whatever that is. And I really felt at the time that motherhood was my calling and I loved it. And it had challenges, but it also had blessings and, and I, she just helped me embrace where I was. So here she is, this person that I really cared about her opinions and her, you know, sometimes her show didn't really do anything for me, but for the most part, it literally just filled my cup on a daily basis. And when she canceled her show, it was, I was sad. Like I, I was sad about that. And, um, so but also watching her, I always felt kind of connected to her because she struggled with her weight. And I would watch her. Um, I remember the first time she came, I wasn't really, I was pretty young when she first did this. So I probably wasn't watching it live, but she would replay it in over the years of when she first came out on stage and she was pulling a wagon. And my super young listeners are like, 
why do we love Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> Probably. And they don't, they, they never watched her show and stuff. So just, just trust me that it was inspirational to me. But this show, Oprah was always someone who the media would say was overweight. And so at one point she went on a diet and she, it was like a meta fast, something like she would drink just shakes and she did that for four months and she definitely shrunk her body and she pulled, she came on an episode and it was like, she was wanting to show everyone what she's done. And she's pulls this wagon and the wagon is full of like fat. I don't know where they got this fat, but it was just fat. And it was the, the amount of fat that she had gotten off of her body. Like, you know, she's like, this is, I don't remember how much it was, 60 pounds or fat or whatever. And, um, you know, and the world like celebrated that with her. Well then, of course, the way that she lost weight, that was not sustainable. Her body was never going to, I mean, she was basically starving it with, and then just having a few shakes a day. So, and you can only do that so long. So of course her weight started coming back and then it became kind of the thing that everybody knew Oprah for was she would gain and lose weight. When she would gain weight, the media was very hard on her. When she would lose weight, the media would celebrate. And usually it would, there would also come out like a new program or something. Like I remember when Bob Harper became her, her, um, personal trainer. And then, you know, he's on her show selling his books and his journals. And I'm telling y'all, I bought all of it. Like if Oprah was doing something, I was doing it too. So I don't want to really say she was my diet buddy, but she pretty much was my diet buddy. Like, I just felt like if there's an answer in the world to this, Oprah's going to figure this out for us and then we'll all do it. So, um, so her show ended and, um, of course she started a network, her own network, the own network. And, and I didn't really follow Oprah much after that. And when you would watch Oprah, Oprah would always talk about having your aha moment, your moment where the light bulb goes on and you just think, why have I never seen the world like this before or this particular subject or whatever? It's almost like you have a new thought that you haven't had before. And it's like, aha, your aha moment. So she would talk about her aha moment. And I'm sharing today when I had an aha moment with Oprah. So she'd left her show. She no longer had a show. I'm scrolling Facebook and I see I remember I have this love and adoration for her and I see on a Facebook post that she has bought Weight Watchers and she shares personally she says I purchased Weight Watchers I really think this is the answer for me I'm very excited about it I'm excited to share it with the world and I read that in such a different way than I had ever you know, in the past, I would read that and go, oh, let's go, Oprah. Weight Watchers is the answer. But when I was reading that, I actually had a different aha moment. I had, I had an aha moment. The moments that she would talk about on her show, I had one reading that that day. And I remember thinking, Oprah's like, what, 65? She has this big, beautiful life. She's like a bazillionaire. She... Um, has had the ability to bless so many people and and to do a great change the world. She's just done amazing things. 
And she's 65 years old and this is still like her like thing that she hasn't figured out. And I'm like, wait, why can't Oprah just be okay with Oprah? And I just sat in that. And for the first time I thought, Oprah has this big, beautiful life. And that big, beautiful life exists, whether she's in the body that she has right now or the body that she thinks she's supposed to have. Either way, that big, beautiful life is still there. But our thoughts are so tainted with the way that we think our body's supposed to be and we think that life will be different when that happens. And even Oprah, at 65, she's Oprah. She is experiencing that. That's been her life experience. Like, really, at 65, I still have to care about this? At 65, this is, like, going to be the thing that, like, I'm still trying to figure out? And I, I even commented on that post. I said, wow, Oprah is amazing and has done all these things, and this is still the thing that's, like, plagues her? Like, I wish she would just accept who she is and move along. Like, and I said it really beautifully, and I don't remember exact words, but my heart ached for Oprah that day. Like, I remember thinking, this is a woman that I've just, and I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but this is a woman that I've, like, really felt like she added so much to my um, existence as a young mother. And I felt like I was a better person because of some of her teachings and then I think and her and I are so much the same in this it's this thing where we just really think our life will be better if we can figure out this thing about our body and our life is going to be the same <laughs> no matter what body size you have like it's the same but we think it's going to be better and I don't know what that thing is that we all think that we're grasping for me lately, I'm learning about myself that I just really feel like I will have acceptance. Like the world is all holding their breath for Trish to figure this out. Because literally, if I lived on an island by myself, or if the world accepted larger bodies and embraced them, I, I wouldn't even care. I like to say it's about my health. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It is so not about my health. I've learned that over the last two and a half months. Because... I haven't been able to focus on my health and I haven't been concerned about that. I've been concerned that my body's growing. And so it's really challenged my thoughts about, is this about your health, Trish, or is this just about you needing your body to behave? And so watching Oprah and having that aha moment of, I, I hope you hear what I'm saying. Oprah has this big, beautiful life, but it's somewhat plagued with her thoughts of what her body is supposed to be. What if Oprah just from the get-go, as soon as she became Oprah Winfrey and people knew who she was, what if she just embraced the space she took up in the world? I think of her mentor, Maya Angelou, and how I never heard Maya Angelou say two words about her body. And she lived in a bigger body. But that was not her work. Like she did, she did not pick that up and decide that to be her work. In my mind, Maya Angelou is a number three. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to my first podcast. But she's a number three, like where Oprah is very much a number two, just like me. I'm learning to be a number three. 
I have the tools to become a number three. And I'm just like you. Even though I'm the coach and I show up and coach you on this, I have to coach myself. Because those, those feelings inside us that we have trained our brain to believe the thoughts that it's the one thing in life we must figure out. It's the puzzle we must solve. And all that, really, like, I'm like, I just want to be the Maya Angelou. And I desperately want Oprah Winfrey to just own the space she takes up in the world. Own it, love it, and so look and give other women around her the permission to do the same. And that's the role that each and every one of you have in our world. No, I am not Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> but I have my ripple and my little lake that I live in that people feel my influence and it's not just because I have a podcast if I had no podcast this is the same this is the same for you we all have our circle of influence and are you being the woman in your circle of just loving who she is a giving yourself that gift of I just get to be me this is me I don't owe anyone anything I don't owe the world beauty I don't owe the world thinness. I don't own my, um, the world behavior. I don't owe them anything. My world and what I create is between myself and God. That's it. I don't owe anyone else anything. But for some reason as women, we think we do. And even Oprah in all her wisdom thought that as well. And I haven't really paid attention to Oprah in many years. And I don't know, maybe she's figured it out. I don't know. But I'm letting you know right now. You get to be who you are. In all your faults and in all your beauty. And you get to decide what you want to think about your body. You get to decide if you want to love the space you take up in the world or if we're going to chase for our entire lives what that space will look like and that it should be a, it should look and be a certain way. Because it's really it's just a chase. The average weight loss for a person before they gain their weight back is two years. That's not even different in the plant-based world, y'all. I know we want the plant-based world to be like the holy grail of all the things. But our bodies have its own wisdom and our bodies know what weight they want to be at. And our body's literally keeping you alive. And you also live in a very imperfect world where you're going to want to go to dinner with your friends. You're going to want to participate with your family events. You're going to want to sit down and have a traditional family dinner that your family has its traditions. You're going to want to be doing all those things. And yes, in the meantime, can we eat more plants and can we try to follow God's wisdom when it comes to the way we take care of ourselves? Absolutely. But why are we doing that? Are we doing that out of God's love, out of our love for God and our love for our body? Or are we doing that out of a chase to be in a different body so that we can be accepted by this world that we live in? And what happens when the women in the world 
stand up and we rise and we say, I get to love and be who I am. And I don't have to chase and try to change anything about me anymore. There is power in that, friends. And I'm still figuring it out. And I think it might be something I have to figure out forever. <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you that I don't, figuring it out doesn't feel like, it doesn't plague me every day like it did before. Like thing, a thing that I just, every day I woke up, I need to fix this thing. Today I get to live a big, beautiful life. And when those thoughts come up, I know what to do with them. I know how to talk back to my brain and say nothing's gone wrong. Nothing's gone wrong here. Whether it's weight gain or whether you feel like, so you all, I'm a little bit of a mess. When I have stress, the first layer of stress for my body happens, I get cold sores. So I haven't been getting cold sores, but over the last two and a half months, my hair has been falling out and I've been gaining weight. And I know that my hormones to a degree are playing into both of those things and that I just have to give my body time to heal. But of course my brain shows up and is like, ah, what? This is crazy. We should not be doing this. This is, you know, Trish, your thin hair, you look so ugly. And Trish, oh my gosh, you had to buy bigger clothes. Like everybody, like, you know, my brain is in full, this is an emergency mode. And I have to talk back to my brain. And I have to say, you know what? My body's being so amazing. It's taking the hit of all of this that I'm going through. And it's there for me. And it's beautiful. And most of all, I'm a daughter of God. And he's asking me to go through these things and to learn these lessons. And it's only Satan that's like, ah, this is all a problem because your body's changing. That's just Satan, y'all. He's like, oh, Trisha's going through a hard thing. And let's make her feel like crap about her body while she's at it. Do you see that? And I, I, I'm learning that like the harder thing you go through, the more Satan screams that message at you that you should be fixing that. Like it's just, he, it plays out. He wants it to be just a big old distraction for you. And, um, and we don't have to, we don't have to play into it anymore. We all get to rise and love the bodies that we have. And you're like, oh, I don't know how to love my body. Well, that's why you come join Breathe. I help you. I help you lay your weapons of war down and start to embrace the space that you take up in the world. Because I'm telling you, you can either live a life where you chase it and we, and we just wish we had it all the time. We always wish that our body was doing something different. Or we live a life where we just love what we have. Pretty much your life's still the same. It's just what your thoughts are overly consumed by. And that's the lesson I learned from Oprah. It came so clear to me. And that was very early in my, um, I don't even know that I had started Wisdom with Trish yet. It probably was shortly after I found plants. And my body wasn't really shrinking like I thought that whatever holy grail diet God gave me, I thought that my body would just shrink. And when that wasn't happening, I felt God literally tell me, Trish, there's a greater work. And so 
that was the answer was never in that the answer was literally in myself he wanted me to see you've been beautiful all along your body's been beautiful all along and you just had some horrible messaging that your brain believed so I hope you had an aha moment with me today I hope that you see that your life is big and beautiful and you are beautiful and that the world doesn't get to dictate what your beauty is you get to dictate that and there's nothing more beautiful than a woman who loves exactly who she is and embraces that and gives that to the world all right friends i love you all so much i hope you have a beautiful day have a great day have a great day have a great day we'll see you next time have you been listening to the podcast for a while and you're thinking, I just wish I could get Trisha's help. This is how you do that. You come join my online coaching program, Breathe. It's a monthly membership. You come and you join and you stay for as long as it's helpful. While you're there, you have access to me to schedule a coaching call. You can have one coaching call on my calendar at all times. So if you get coached one week and you feel like you need help the next week, you can schedule another call. It has a whole library of other coach calls from other Breathe members. So if you never want to be coached by me, but you want to listen to other people be coached, I'm telling you, it's just as helpful. <laughs> you have access to that as well. You have access to all of my programs. I have a 30 days to plant-based eating without dieting. I teach you how to incorporate more plants in your life without the dieting mindset. You have that available in Breathe. You also have the other courses that I've created that when you sign up in my group coaching programs, you have access to those, but those are available to my Breathe members. So if you want to join Breathe from now until the first of the year, you can join Breathe free for two weeks. I've only other, ever done this one other time and it's when I launched my program, but I'm going to bring that back because I think when we start a new year, it's exciting to feel like we're going to kind of have a reset and having the support that you get and breathe will really bless your life. So come and join us. The other thing is, have you joined my free Facebook group? I have a Facebook group that I share the podcast there and I also um, share some things I make and I eat and sometimes if I offer a freebie, I offer it there first. So make sure you join that. Also, are you following me on social media? Are you following me on Instagram? I give lots of encouragement on Instagram. So come join me there too. All right. If you love the podcast, make sure you leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts and I read every single one of them. So leave a review for me. That is how other people find the podcast. So it's super helpful if you'll do that. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here.